let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. All right, first scope, uh, squads announced for the Pacific Championship. Can you just give us a quick rundown of how this Pacific Championship works? There's All right, so there's, sides, there's yeah? two sides, yeah. So they're going to play um, two games, and then if you make the final, you'll play three games total. So Australia, Samoa, and New Zealand are on one side, and they'll play towards who's going to play each other in the final. Yep. And then on the other side, you've got Fiji, um, the Cook Islands, and Papua New Guinea. Yep. And then Tonga had already agreed to play England in a a three series. They play three games over in England. Um, And that was done before the CBA had been done. And then this is like an an NRL initiative uh, Pacific Championship. So um, I think it's right to do it in that way as well, in that the way that they've got the squads. You'd like to think that maybe England and Tonga would like to get involved in this um, next year rather than just playing each other three times. Yeah. Um, I think what makes sense is a, a top for a top four and a bottom four. Yeah. And, and that's almost like a seeding system going into world like cups it. or yeah. after world cups. So for instance, yep. um, your four top teams from last year were England, Australia, uh, obviously Samoa who played in the final and New Zealand, right? So that yep. would dictate who your top four is yep. going towards the world cup year every year. And it's up to those bottom four teams that are playing in the, the other four teams to finish higher in the World Cup so they can play in the, the bigger games. Do you think we're like gone now with the days of the Tri-Nations? Because yep. it used to just be every year, Australia, New Zealand, um, Great Britain, and some version of that every year. Now, you know, Samoa got to the World Cup final. Tonga's knocked over all of those countries at some point. So it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it was like what, was, what I was saying before with regards to those, the incentive for those players to play for Australia to potentially earn an origin, an extra 180000 on top of their salary has gone now. Um, they can, the Tong, I believe the Tongan team will earn more than the Australian team per match for this, uh, for this off-season. Cool. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you think uh, we've got the international calendar at the right time of the year? No. Nope. So... No. Okay, in saying that then. But it's I'm never sure. going to change, Gibbo. Yeah. Because well, they won't change the length. I would. Sorry, mate, to cut you off there. Um, I would have the season shorter, therefore yeah. it makes more sense. The timing of the doing it at the end of the season makes a lot of sense, but they'll never do it. They'll never change. They'll never make a season shorter. Where are these so. games being played? Is this all in Australia? Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you can, you can attest Guinea? to this because yeah. you had it the other weekend. Like, the, the, it's unseasonally warm at the moment, but only getting warmer. Like that, We could be playing a, an international game in 35-degree heat. You ran the marathon in it the other day. Yep. Like if This isn't the time of the year to be playing rugby league. Yeah, no, nah, look, they've always, see, they've always done it at this time of the year, but like I said, times are different now. Like this, this the strains of the season mm. and the dominance of Australia compa- compared to New yeah. Zealand and, and England was so much um, – there was such a bigger margin. Uh you know, this, these games are going to be really hard and really sure. taxing. And yeah. if you're honestly, if you're a club coach, you're doing everything you can uh, in the most respectful way to try to talk your players out of playing in this. I yeah. if especially if you're carrying an niggling injury, you'd be be looking at it like the prime example. I don't know if you would have seen the story throughout the week. Latrell played for the Curry knockout, right? Yeah. And I fully understand what Latrell's done. Like people, you know, we've got people that can text us in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six about that specific incident. But there's a difference between playing against Samoa and New Zealand in a series that could go three games 
in a camp that goes six weeks for Latrell, then playing a couple of minutes on a Curry knockout just for his presence. Mm. It wasn't about him playing. Yeah. He probably would have gone out there for a couple of minutes each game and all the young kids that love the Aboriginal Indigenous stars in the game would have been like, there's Latrell playing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he would have gone out there for a little bit, sat out in the centres, crews, got early ball. Because I've played in those tournaments before. You're headhunted. So if you get in the middle, you, they're going to get after you. And yeah. we've seen what happened with Fox, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but you can easily just go be a part of it, be some, be an NRL, um, show some NRL representation at like those sorts of tournaments and just go through, the, you know, crews, go, just go sit out in the, I was a back rower. There was a tournament that we, we used to have called, called the Nahui Far for the New Zealand Maldi, mm. North, South, East, West Maldi's living in New South Wales that would play for a team to go play the Queensland residents, New Zealand Maldi team. Yeah. And uh, my first year, I was a young kid. I wasn't playing first grade, so it was pretty cool. You get mixed and mingle with some NRL players. Then I played a couple where I'd play in NRL at the time, Parramatta. Kick the feet up. I was back row. I'd go sit out in the centres. Yeah. Um, depending on where the game's at. Maybe get in a dinner suit and play a bit of six. <laughs> <laughs> play a bit of five, eight, thinking I'm, thinking I'm killing it. Like, that's what that's what I'd do when I – the way I'd approach those games. Uh, a couple of notable omissions for the Australian team. Um, coming into this tri series, uh, no Kalen Ponga, uh, no Reese Walsh. Originally, no Dylan Edwards, but it looks like he's going to come into the squad yeah. in place of Addo Carr. Any others that you think were unlucky to miss out? Um, no, those those are probably the main ones. That was the most, um, I guess, contentious position. Is that yep. right? Contentious? Is that yeah. What, what about uh, Nathan Cleary out? And Nico Hines goes in in front of say an Adam Reynolds or uh, Mitch Moses. Yeah, so that that's yeah, that's probably another one. I, you know what? Even though I would have myself picked both Kalen and Reese Walsh before Teddy, yeah, uh, based on form this year, uh, I understood his reasoning. Uh, Mel's always been like that, and it goes back to his times at the Queensland. It's easy to yeah. continually pick. Uh, and stay loyal when you're the best team. He was yeah. Yeah, he coached the best team at Queensland for a long period of time, and he coached Australia, who have just come off a World Cup campaign. So it's very hard to argue with Mel and his resume. But based on form, Callum Pong and Reese Walsh were the best fullbacks of this year. Um, but I'm happy for Dylan Edwards. I really am. Um, mm. He's a guy like for you me. He probably play on the wing. Probably, yeah. yeah. For Australia, he'll yeah. probably he'll probably do a job. He'll, he's going to have to, right? Come if, in, run two hundred meters. He'll yeah, do his job. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, you know, he. If you look at Taruva, for instance, for for yeah. Penrith Panthers, I believe his best position, and he's fullback. thrived at fullback in yeah. in the World Cup last year. But they're very similar in the in the styles of player. Taruva mm. and Dylan Edwards, they catch the footy, and what they do is they don't go sideways. They go straight forward and try to get as many metres and get their, their forwards on the front foot. So Dylan Edwards would just do that on the wing position. There's a couple of players in this Australian team where if I was club coaches, I wouldn't be stoked about their participation. Three three stand out to me. James Tedesco, Cam Murray, uh, and Harry Grant. All three of them looked absolutely busted towards the end of the season. All three of them played all three origin games. They played the World Cup. They probably played the best part of, what, 20 by the time they played finals, 27 games this season. I just, and I know Tedesco is a captain and he has to play. I just watched him play and I think the guy needs a rest. Same as Cam Murray. He's, he's starting to challenge Nigel Plum for strapping tape before a game. <laughs> Both shoulders <laughs> up near his ears. Like yeah. he's got huge, I don't know what that is, some sort of padding on his shoulders, legs, elbows, everything strapped. And Harry Grant, I just thought, lost a bit of impact towards the end of the season. Again, he's just played so many games. 
And I just wonder, A, like if if Australia loses those three players, it really doesn't affect the squad that much. And B, if, if I'm their club coaches, knowing that now that they play these end-of-season games, there's the, the mandatory 10 weeks, so it eats into their preseason again. If, if, I just don't see what they gain by playing for Australia at the end of the season. It, well, there's a couple of things. One, their legacy. Yeah. Like all these guys are going to be go down and be in the conversation for – Harry's probably a lesser example because he's still young. Too, still young. Yeah. But you're right, mate. Harry looked so tired at the back end of the Busted. season. And Craig, he's coming off the bench at the end. Craig Bellamy identified that and yeah. brought him off the bench to try save some juice. Um, as for Tedesco and Cam Murray, they're going to be in the conversation for the best players of their position when it's all said and done, when they're retired. Yeah. So what you, what you do is you start ticking. When you start comparing players, you start comparing errors, and then yeah. you go, what have they won? How many rep jerseys have they had? Mm. So there's an incentive for those players. Plus, they're the ultimate competitors. The reason they are the elite of the elite of their game is because, you know, when I look at it, I'm thinking about it as a – mid-tier player myself and how hard a season was for me. You know, these guys have, uh, they're just used to it now. They've got so many runs on the board with long seasons, long origin campaigns. They just look at it as, as this is just, you know, what they're, you know, um, what their careers have become. And and this is why they're elite and they'll have plenty of time to rest when they're retired. So I guess that's the way they'll look at it. The chat for international footy is always, and it'll be the same case this year, Samoa and New Zealand and Tonga, these sort of sides will roll out massive forward packs. And you you usually think if, if these, if these teams are to go head to head with Australia, it's through the forward packs. I actually think this will be one of Australia's best ever forward packs. I've got a starting pack of Tino and Payne Haas up front with Pat Carrigan at lock, and then Liam Martin and Cam Murray in the back row. It's really good, isn't it? Oh, that um, is and, – and all in – maybe barring Cam Murray, all in lifetime best form. Yeah, it's a really good forward pack. I I got a whisper, a, a whisper that Payne was very close to Samara at the back end of last year for the World Cup. Really? Yeah, and then Tino was ha- having to make a decision himself. So you, you think about how strong that Samoan pack was last year. Mm. You throw in Tino – and um and pain into that and then therefore you know what happens what does jeremiah and i do what yeah, does murray yeah. talangi do who all three of them represented australia there's a part of me right that would love to have seen that yeah because um you know obviously australia still got the job done and the big and the biggest um weakness for a lot of these teams for years now for some and tonga has been the halves fine, and there is yeah. there are some young players developing now you look at tonga with the katoas the amones of the world uh these guys are now um you know we'll tell to our moans 50 plus games i believe um katona sioni katoa had a a good debut season for uh the dolphins off the back of a rugby league world cup for tonga campaign last year yeah um a big one for samoa Jerome Luai is missing. That's yeah. huge. And yeah. the progression or um, the lack of development that Josh Schuster's made in the last couple of years, mm. you'd like to think if... I if think Suali'i's not playing. Suali'i's no. turned it down as well. Yeah. Um, so... They'll, they'll run Stephen Crichton, I guess, at fullback. I guess so, yeah. And or, then, or that and young Fa'alongo. Fa'alongo is in the team as well, but then also Hamaso was playing for Samoa last year as well. Yeah. Now he's been selected for Australia. I just so. look at that Australian pack. So during the season and again at points during that grand final, when that Brisbane pack got a roll on, 
they're just unstoppable. Like they were, they were going Payne into Flegler into Carrigan, and I was watching it. Um, I was supporting Panthers in the grand final. I'm just going, you can't stop these three. Yeah. And then you sub out Flegler, and instead of Flegler, you put in Tino. And I just look at those three and go, how how do you stop that? That is a monstrous forward pack. Well, you name the starting lineup. So Flegler's part of that squad. So there's a good chance he's coming off the bench with either Lindsay Collins or Ruben Cotter. Huge. So Australia heavy favourites. I thought. Um, where we're asked the Kiwis, um, you know, we're looking at the Kiwis. Do you want to talk well, about that now? Give I'll well, get hit bad, it after the break. Not a bad little uh, forward pack for the Kiwis. We've like, got an outstanding pack. Like, yeah, and good outside backs. We we lost all our hookers. Yeah, so uh, New Brown, who New Brown, I don't think was playing at the end of the season. No, for he the wasn't. Knights. Phoenix Crossland, who had a great year for the Knights, he's out injured. Brandon Smith is injured. Jeremy Marshall King. Like, so, but Kieran Foran, I think last year at the World Cup, he played a bit of hooker, has yep. played a little bit of hooker before, or they could go Dylan Brown, maybe. Yeah, my little mate Fozzie, um, <laughs> he, he, I defended, he defended outside of me for years, and honestly, he made me such a better player, but he always looks like he's on, he's played the last set of an 80 minute game. Yep. When he got put into dummy half, um, he really struggled with the back and forth of it because it's a completely different game. Yeah, that's a killer. When you're defending on the edge, three man in, um, he has so much to worry about uh, offensively that defensively he sort of can get in a bit of a rhythm. When you're in the middle, um, he was super gassed because, and that was a big part of how Australia beat us, right? You remember they played cheese for a long period of time. Yep. He ended up getting dusted through the middle by Cam Murray, who scored underneath the post because right. cheese was just out on his feet. Then they looked at it and went, all right, we need to get Foz on. Because Foz defends on an edge, he come on with the intent. He was just going hell for leather. He was yep. trying to shoot out of the line. Um, he was, you know, defensively, he was just trying to do so much that he gassed out really quickly. And then they had to put cheese back on after about 10 or 15 minutes. The big, the, one of the biggest what is for us last year was I really thought Jeremy Marshall King should have been part of our squad last year. I thought him and Cheese mm. would have been a really good rotation because yep. he's an 80 minute player, yeah. Jeremy Marshall King. And therefore, you can play Cheese high intensity for 20 minutes of the game, bring Jeremy Marshall King on, take Cheese off, and then bring Cheese back on through the middle where yeah. he does. Uh, such a he's done great, such a great job for Melbourne in the past. The interesting thing as well from the Kiwi side, boys, Miss, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Jade Maria Hargraves has been ruled out of the series due to suspension, so there's potentially three games plus the fourth at the end of the year that'll rule him out. Maybe a multi game that might rule him out. I and he's good to go might, for Vegas. I think he might be booking a trip to Vegas. I thought he has six games. Um, so he's missed what? He missed one or two at the Oh, no, no, end. sorry. He would have missed more because he played finals. So he he missed three. So 27, week one, week two. And then he'll now miss uh, round one and round two, potentially round three if New Zealand Go make to the it. final? Yep. So Jared Ray Hargraves will oh, see you in Vegas. Like he, Maria Hargraves wouldn't have made this slot. Oh, like, I'm not so sure, though. Jared, James Fisher-Harris, <laughs> Moses nah. Leota, Nelson Asafa-Solomona, Joe Tapané. He's not in front of... Any of those Who's guys. Who's that last player on that team list there? He's a Roosters player. That's full white. Who, who hadn't, who hadn't, he yeah. hadn't yeah, he'd be in the grade. squad, but he wouldn't get picked in these games. Maybe he gets picked for one of them. But those, th- there's your four, there's your front row rotation. Asafa Solomona, Fisher Harris, Leota, and Tapene. Still mm. in the squad. And you got Leo Thompson and Griffin Dam, who are good players as well. Yeah. I was surprised. One player I'm surprised didn't make it for New Zealand. I don't know if he pulled out or not. And we've got a lot of front rows. We, like Nafua White, um, 
and uh, he's he's a he's a really confusing one. Yeah, that's right. Um, Widermoo Greg's a little random. Yeah, and well. Widermoo Greg, he's the other one. Yeah, we d- we've only got two back rolls, and I thought Jordan Ricky had a career best year for the uh, Broncos. He's he did get injured. injured. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel so sorry for him because I know that he really wanted to play for the Kiwis. Scott mm. Sorensen is, I think he's getting married. He would have been an option as back rower. There's there's quite a host of players who've been ruled out. There's um. Cody Nicarima is missing because his brother's getting married. Yeah, they've got no nines. Uh, there's that's quite crazy. a few out. You know, like that's respectfully. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, no offense to my brother, but I'm playing for my country every his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's just me. Actually, that's a, that is a tough one. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six text line. If I just say if I hadn't played for the Kiwis. I'm going to have to tell my brother I'll I'll catch you. We'll, we'll have about, a big bucks or, or I'll be on your honeymoon with you. What about this one? So Mitch Moses, uh, he, did he miss the birth of his – No, yeah, he missed it. He missed, missed it. Missed yeah. the birth of his baby for a prelim. Yep. Um, my missus was right off that when she heard that. She's like, that's that's not on. And I was like, well, look, I, luckily I'm not playing football because I'm, I'm there for the prelim. Mm. But the one that didn't get spoken about was old mate who was coaching the grand final. He's uh, for Collingwood. Yeah. His, yeah. his missus had the baby at 7.45 that morning. I'm assuming he wasn't there for that because he was uh, front and center and he actually released it during the speech. No one no one even blinked at that. They didn't say, oh, you missed. That's a grand final. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not assuming that he wasn't there, so I, I When he said that, I thought, he might have been there in the morning. Yeah. And then if it got to about lunchtime, uh, what time do they play the grand final? Three Two. or four? Three. Two or three? Two. So he would have had a t- 10 a.m., I reckon. But he would have had to minimum, yeah. minimum ten a.m. Yeah, like and it's they, not like you're playing as well. Where you've got like, the players if, getting there. If you miss a lot of sleep going into a game like an AFL grand final, but if you're a coach, I know you got it's strenuous. Yeah, but I, I'm probably giving myself two or three hours at least sleep, and then I'm and then I'm trying to. It would suck though. <laughs> well, if she like, had it at seven forty-five. She probably went into labour middle of the night. Even mm. what would suck about that is imagine if you do win it's like oh god like all the boys are celebrating i could celebrate you know you have a couple of days with them but it's like oh damn gotta go back in <laughs> yeah. Say it, boys. Yeah. it'd have to be something big for me to miss playing for my country like big yeah. weddings aren't cutting it like sorry plenty of time to do weddings in the future or i'd say to my brother reschedule the wedding i'm playing for australia you selfish bastard yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, right. 